Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. I am really excited about today. First of all, it's my birthday. (laughs) And so the conversation we're having is so relevant today because it does feel like a rebirth day for me today. And we are moving into the opening of spring and so many things that are happening. So I'm going to dive right in. The ultimate goal of alchemical work is the activation of the Shen from its burial place in the matrix of matter and the body. Taoist alchemists referred to this work as the blossoming of the golden flower, and European alchemists spoke of this as the discovery of the philosopher's stone. From an alchemical perspective, the light of the gold you seek does not shine down from above, but rather rises up from the darkness below. Inner radiance and illuminated sight emerge only after you have sacrificed the knowing brightness of the ego. The quickening of the shen is most often precipitated by something we would never choose, by the opposite of what we recognize as grace or blessing. It often begins with a shock that disrupts our notion of cause and effect, thrusting us into a confusing chaos, a fathomless void. These words were so beautiful to me when I read them, and this book that we're going to be talking about, which is by Laurie Deschar and with Benjamin Fox, is uh, The Alchemy of Inner Work. And it was so powerful because I had parted uh, away from life for about seven years to do a deep dive into the darkness. I had reached a point seven years ago when I knew something that had happened in my life was so bizarre that it was an invitation to commit as deeply to the darkness as I had been committing to the light. And I took that invitation wholeheartedly with utter devotion, and I discovered so much of what Lori Deschar is speaking about in her book, The Alchemy of Inner Work. And what I read to you was from this book, A Guide for Turning Illness and Suffering into True Health and Well-Being. There is magic inside of us. We are genies in a bottle, and only when we are allowed to do this type of work and delve into the beauty of the infinite unknowing will we discover the incredible intimacy that we can have with uncertainty and the beauty that can unfold from that. My guest today is Lori Deschar, and she holds a master's degree in acupuncture from the traditional acupuncture institute and training in archetypal psychology, gestalt, and focusing-oriented psychotherapy. She was a member of the faculty of the Tri-State College of Acupuncture in New York City and leads workshops and trainings nationwide. With her husband, Benjamin Fox, she co-founded A New Possibility, a global healing and learning community. And we're going to learn all about the things that she does. But first, I want to welcome Lori to 1111 Talk Radio and dive right into this extraordinary and beautiful book. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you so much, Simran. And what a pleasure to be with you on your birthday. (laughs) I am so glad you were born. (laughs) I We haven't met in person, but I feel such a heart and soul connection with you just from what you just shared and also just kind of getting to know you online. So it's lovely, really lovely to be with you today. 
you know, the universe is really amazing in the way that it has constantly spoken to me through signs and symbols. And I write a a lot about that in my first book, Conversations with the Universe. And what I have noticed over time, particularly as I've really gotten into my inner work and, and deep soul remembrance, is that every time I complete a really beautiful process or or an understanding and an awareness, I receive a confirmation. And it usually comes through a sacred text and a book or something like that. And your book is that very same. It is that confirmation of everything that I experienced and the commitment that I made to the darkness and this belief that I have that it is in that place that we must embrace, that darkness is not something to fear. It is something to sink into and really allow uh, this alchemy of inner work that you talk about to take place. And um, so I want to start off first talking a little bit about the process of alchemy and how you've experienced that in your own life. Yes, well, I appreciated your willingness to share about your own, I call them our descents into those dark places. And, um, I would go back just to the etymology of the word alchemy, which most people don't know. It comes from the Arabic, and it actually means the art of the dark soil. And they say in Egypt, where certainly is one of the origins of, of alchemy is in ancient Egypt, it was the dark soil on the edges of the Nile when the Nile River would recede. That dark soil was the source of life. And so they understood very organically, very in a very embodied way, that the dark earth is this place of regeneration and rebirth. And of course, now as we're seeing, you know, the spring comes out of that dark earth. That's, we need that. Without that, there's no renewal. And I feel like you spoke to that so beautifully when you said, you know, I needed to honor the darkness as well as the light. So for me as well, it began with a, I like to think of it as a dismemberment. Um, after uh, my marriage to my daughter's father began to fall apart, I was in my late 30s, and I'd really never been out there on my own as a single mother. Um, I was an acupuncturist, but I really didn't know much about who I was at that point in my life. And the being thrust out into the world after a very difficult divorce with my daughter um, and having to discover after many years of seeing myself as the kind of secluded poet and artist of kind of being off in my own realm, I had to face the world. And it was for me a kind of tearing apart of a lot of the ways I knew myself. For me, I was fortunate enough to meet an alchemist uh, who was my Jungian analyst, and he was the person who really guided me through, helped me through bearing the solitude of that dark, scary time, really feeling like, how am I going to survive? How am I going to take care of my child? 
and beginning then to learn that in that darkness, once we surrender to it, amazing allies, surprising events, it's almost as if out of the darkness come exactly the guides we need. And the transformations that we are looking for happen there. That's so true. And uh, there were a couple of things that you said. And, and first of all, it can be, and it is, this, this walk that we have as soul beings can oftentimes be uh, a very solitary experience. And when encountering the darkness, it can feel even more so. Uh, I, I truly understand that statement of you know walking through the, the valley of the shadows of death and and I, I truly also understand that we really are made up of water because I cried more tears than I knew a body could even hold. And yet, through that process, I discovered we are water, we are earth, we are air, we are fire, we are all of these elements. And you so beautifully share that in your book um, through the, the Chinese perspective, through uh, the descriptions and diagrams of yin-yang and the different uh, cycles with mysterious paths. Talk a little bit about the alchemical elements uh, and the process of alchemy that has to take place that we typically understand uh, more as, you know, the, the lead into gold experience that most people probably mm-hmm. correlate. But, but when you translate that to the body and to our life as soul beings and human beings, it has such a rich context, I think, for people to to really become aware of. Yes. And just what you just said is so much the opposite of what our dominant culture, and I'm going to use the word patriarchal. I don't love that word. It's loaded, but in the sense of we in the outer culture values Kind of the aspects of the world that we associate with the masculine, this kind of um, doing and um, forward movement and upward movement, going to the light, going to let's travel out to the stars, you know. And when we look to God, we think, oh, God in the Judeo Christian traditions is out there far away, quote unquote, up in heaven. But this tradition that you and I are talking about today, the alchemical tradition, truly valued the going down as much as the going up. And again, the idea that we discover what I would call the life of the soul, what we come here to do, we discover it in the dark soil, not so much in those transcendent, illuminated moments of connection and love and all that wonderful stuff that we live for, but we have to also value the times of contraction and and not knowing. And I think of it as a very yin, if you want to say, associated with what we think of as the feminine, those more internal, gestational, patient, processes as opposed to the reaching the endpoints and the goals and the moving forward times in our lives. So it's a very counterintuitive approach. 
And yet, I think most of us, if we look at our lives, we say, yeah, that there is this oscillation between those wonderful moments of births, of marriages, of graduations and successes, and then those times where it feels like we're being, we're held in a pressure cooker, we're going through loss, we're going through failure or self-doubt. But from this perspective of the alchemy of inner work, those times, those are what we call the alchemical lead. The darkening, the weight, the compression times. And alchemy teaches us to value those as equal to. Really not easy to do. And um, I think that is the work, is learning how do we cherish those times? How do we trust those passages? And how do we navigate them to the best advantage of ourselves and the planet and the cosmos? Most definitely. And I think life so, is really turning us in that direction with so many of the things that have happened and being more of a mental-based society for so long and with the way uh, our material world has developed, it has made us more visionary to want to go out. But there is this call that to me is the mystic. It is the the one that is drawn within. And you you talked a bit you know, about the feminine and uh, and sometimes those words are just thrown out. I know that for quite a few years, everyone was talking about the divine feminine, the divine feminine, but it was from the surfacey place of receiving or from that external place of, you know, our rights as women, whereas this is really that yin, that dark mother, that really sacred womb space. It's about us curling back in and allowing that inner fire to burn away the dross of what has existed and allow that seed of illumination to spark back up the truth of who we are. That alchemy is how we turn ourselves into gold or remember and reclaim the gold that we are. Just beautiful, exactly. And uh, coming back to, you, as you mentioned, the idea of alchemists turning lead into gold and when we hear about alchemy from the perspective of modern science, this idea of, well, they fail because you can't turn ordinary lead into gold. Whether or not they actually, there are myths that say that actually did happen with some adepts. The truth of that statement is just what you said, Simran. It's that we're looking at the lead of our own soul life those difficult times, those challenging times, and how they're actually polishing us, how those times are opportunities. So this time of tears has led to look what you're doing in the world, shining such a bright light. And for me, the time of going in a fear of real fear for my own survival and my capacity to be a single mother in the world, being alone at that time actually led to my finding my voice. And it was when I began writing my first book, Five Spirits, which was about the alchemy of, of Taoism and Chinese medicine. 
I would never have written, I know that if I were happily married at that time and, you know, supported and busy with a social life, that book would not have been written. Hmm. As a spiritual so science, alchemy... Alchemy has always invited us deeply into the world. It involves our full engagement with organic life on earth, with our bodies, and with our communities of other beings, while consciously employing practices, tools, and substances that activate inner psychic experience. Alchemy includes the healing power of the imagination. It insists on the dynamic field created through relationship, and it invites spirit into the experience of being human. It is through such conscious and devoted commitment with life and through the mingling of our inner and outer experience that the alchemical miracle can occur. The transmutation of the lead in an ordinary human into the gold of a person who expresses the full wisdom, illumination, and potential of his or her authentic nature. This is from Laurie Deschar's book, The Alchemy of Inner Work, a guide for turning illness and suffering into true health and well-being. You can find out more about all of her work and her inner healing circles at anewpossibility.com. That's anewpossibility.com. Definitely also check out her other books when you explore her website. Um, and in addition, I wanted to mention, for those of you that need the support, uh, we have a wonderful offer from BetterHelp.com. They are offering 1111 Talk Radio listeners 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. It's available to clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send your messages to your counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home and be in traditional therapy rooms. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors. In addition, they want you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Again, 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. Again, come right back and join me with my special guest, Lori Deschar, and her wonderful book, the Alchemy of Inner Work. Check out our website, anewpossibility.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? More empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Before we get back into the alchemy of inner work with Lori Deschar, I want to mention that you have to join me for the after party on stereo on Tuesdays at 1230. Uh, I will be doing an after show to discuss some of the topics that we've had on 1111 Talk Radio. And it's an opportunity for me to engage with you, the listener. You can join me there and you can talk with me as well as raise your comments, questions, and share some of your own wisdom so we can engage together in a more interactive way. That's on stereo. Just uh, download the app. You can click the banner in the center of the 1111 Talk Radio page and access that. And then look for my page, Simmer in 1111, and we will engage in conversation. I have a range of shows that I do there on Tuesdays to introduce you to other individuals that are spreading their light in the world, doing their thing, as well as a men's show that I do at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays to discuss the men's challenges and the conversations that men and women need to have around embracing the things that men are dealing with. So definitely check out On Stereo and join me for the after show. Uh, the eleven eleven Talk Radio Show will be moving to Tuesdays as of April, and so it will follow directly after that show takes place. Alchemical healing recognizes the interconnectedness of spirit and matter and honors the value and significance of both these domains, as well as the crucial importance of the connecting link between them, the subtle body or soul. The activated imagination is your most potent tool as you open to working with this level of experience. The ultimate goal of this kind of healing is a shift in consciousness. When you move from the ordinary perception of everyday life to an expanded alchemical awareness, an illumination that may last a moment or a lifetime, you begin to perceive the purpose, meaning, and beauty of the universe. From this perspective, your life becomes a laboratory where new possibilities arise from challenging symptoms. This is from Lori Deschar's book, The Alchemy of Inner Work, a guide to turning illness and suffering into true health and well-being. 
You can find out more about her work and her other books if you go to anewpossibility.com, which is a community, a global healing and learning community that uh, Benjamin Fox, her husband, and Lori Deschar have created together. Uh, You can also find out about their inner healing circles and all the work that they do. Again, that is anewpossibility.com. And the book we're discussing today is The Alchemy of Inner Work. Lori, welcome back. We were talking a bit about uh, this idea of turning lead into gold or turning ourselves into the golden being and, and moving through those spaces. And one of the most critical pieces that I discovered in my own process that resulted in this experience of alchemy was that pause. It was that stopping point. And We live in a world, and especially in a culture, where to stop is almost considered insanity. And it's almost like life has made us stop the last year and has given people an opportunity to open a doorway into alchemy. So I imagine this is the perfect timing for this book for a lot of people because they've been having to be with themselves just enough to face some of these, um, as you say, you know, off-the-wall encounters where we encounter something that just out of the blue changes our world. Talk a little bit about the pause that's necessary. I think that's very easy for introverts like you and myself, but for the average person that's so used to being out there or interactive or on their devices, to take a pause can be a very challenging thing. And yeah, and it's is challenging. It's so simple, and yet it is challenging. And I really appreciate that you brought that practice out, because one of the things we try to do in the book is say, yes, it's all a beautiful poetic idea to turn lead into gold, to turn I'm having a really bad day into why am I having a bad day? What's trying to come to life in me today that is causing me to feel this suffering, because again, that suffering can be years, as you and I spoke about, but it can also be moments, and each of those moments, say I'm waiting in a shop, and there's a long line, and I'm masked, and I'm feeling frustrated, and I'm feeling even nervous about being exposed to people, and my body's getting upset. That's meaningful. Rather than just sitting in my irritability, what alchemy asks me to do is take that pause. And I call it RSVP. That's my acronym for the pause. So it's like R R is recognize that I'm amping up here in this store. Recognize that my body's trying to talk to me. S is simply stop. Simply pause. V, I kind of cheat on the V, it's reverse my awareness and go in and ask myself, so here's the going into the darkness. What I don't know is why the agitation is arising. I may think it's just that I'm annoyed that the salesperson is taking such a long time, but if I reverse my awareness and care deeply about what's going on in there, what I may hear is I'm pushing here. I'm 
in a place that my body isn't feeling safe. I need to step outside. And even though you might lose your place on the line from this viewpoint that we're talking about here, that doesn't matter. What matters is that I listen to what my body wisdom, what the dark matter of my being is asking for. And so he being present, so R recognized as simply stop, V reverse awareness, P be present. Oh, I'm suddenly seeing that it's a beautiful new spring day outside. Let me walk outside this shop, which is not feeling true for me. Walk outside, be present to this glory of the day. And, you know, a lot of times when I actually do something like this, I may walk outside and meet up with exactly the person that I need to see that day who um, has information for me or may want to ask me a question or enter into a conversation that shifts the whole course of my day. And that, of course, is called a synchronicity. And that's another, it's a, a sort of impossible but meaningful coincidence that tends to happen a lot when we're living at this other level of truth. So the pause really is, as they say in Taoist alchemy, when we turn that awareness around, when we begin to care about and tend to the body wisdom, the inner wisdom, the outer world changes too. It's a crazy paradox, but I've lived with this long enough to know it's true. I can say, yep, this really does happen. It's why on our website we begin with inner work leads to outer change. Yes, even in your book you write the alchemical viewpoint is that inner and outer worlds intermingle and are mutually influential. And you even referenced earlier in the show about how people are trying to go out and... and um, sometimes I have to pause because so many individuals talk about, you know, the, the galactic and, and going out there in the cosmos. And there's a part of me that goes, but we came to be human. Why are we trying to leave? <laughs> we came here to be human and in physical bodies. <laughs> and it requires going on the inside. And so when I took my seven-year pause, which I know is longer than most people would do, but what I started to discover after the... Uh, emotion and after all of the different pieces were moving was that pause took me to a place of the physical body where it was only sensation. There was only Mm -hmm. the feelings that were erupting through the body that really had no attachment to mind, had no attachment to emotion. It's simply the physiology. And until we're willing to dive deeply into that physiology I don't know that the alchemy can fully take place. What are your thoughts about that? Do, does that pause require people to go to the body? How important is the body in this process? Yes, the body is central from an alchemical perspective. The body is the vessel. We're given, as you said, we'll have infinite amounts of time to explore the galactic. We get a minute amount of time in these bodies. And from this viewpoint that we're talking about, the body is a sacred vessel 
that we're given, that we are, we have a brief opportunity to do our inner alchemical work in these bodies, then we're angels again. We're out there, whatever we do out there, but we come here for this work. And um, so rather than transcending and going up to the stars, alchemists say, let's go down into these bodies, this matter, this experience of embodiment. And what you're talking about, getting to that place where we're really tuning in to the sensory level of being human, that's what we talk about in the book as the body felt sense, or I call it inner sensing. And this is a primary tool in all alchemical traditions. It's going in there and noticing what happens when I'm in presence with, say, this particular family member who every time I'm with them, let's just say hypothetically, it's my sister-in-law. And every time I'm with her, I feel a kind of constriction or um, my throat tightens, my back gets all crunched up and I feel very exhausted. What we're looking at here is not to just deny those feelings or sort of talk over them, but rather go in and notice them. That, that's what we call the body felt sense. And even just saying to myself, okay, I'm noticing this particular physiological response to this particular event or person is the beginning of a shift. And what we talk about in the book is how we can actually move from that awareness, I'm noticing this, to what is being asked of me by my body. These kinds of changes, amazingly enough, will actually ultimately change how I'm responding to this person. And that's how we actually change situations in our outer life, not by beginning with the outside, but by beginning with the inside. Yes, that prima materia, that, that first matter, could, would be like the body, would be like our lives. And you write that the prima materia is a conglomeration of personal and ancestral stories and shadowy feelings we have buried. The angry, depressed, grieving, introverted parts of ourselves we don't want to feel or look at. The alchemical paradox is that these neglected, rejected parts are our most important allies, the angels who have kept our souls safe until we are able to heal. They are guides to the self. The prima materia is the raw material of change. This is from Laurie Deschar's book, The Alchemy of Inner Work, a guide for turning illness and suffering into true health and well-being. What is so beautiful about this book is you don't simply understand what alchemy is from an intellectual standpoint. It will bring you to the places of touching 
uh, your emotion and your body and understanding how you are the elements. She does a beautiful job of taking you into the alchemical medicine cabinet and showing you certain keys that you can use to unlock some of the alchemy. You are also provided with uh, certain oils and different types of ways that you can utilize uh, healing on the body and the specific points that you need to place these oils to support that alchemy in moving forward to help yourself understand how to truly care for the soul. We can either follow life in the direction of our ego or we can move it in unison with the direction of our soul and ultimately that is why we're here. Lori Deshar holds a master's degree in acupuncture from the traditional acupuncture institute and she's uh, trained in archetypal psychology, gestalt, and focusing-oriented psychotherapy. With her husband, Benjamin Fox, she co-founded A New Possibility, a global healing and learning community dedicated to the belief that inner work is a necessary prerequisite for any lasting outer change. Benjamin Fox is a professional counseling astrologer, licensed massage therapist, and community builder. You can find out more about both of them at anewpossibility.com. That's anewpossibility.com. Definitely get your copy of The Alchemy of Inner Work. Explore some of the other books that Lori Deshar has written and also find out more about their inner healing circles. We will be right back after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. As we are moving into spring and launching into coming back out into the world more fully, I wanted to mention that I am beginning some small group retreats again, the Radiant Being Retreats. And these are moments of pause. These are moments to really anchor down into yourself and to explore that you are nature. And so if you are interested in that, I have not posted them on my website because they are very small group retreats. They are limited to five to eight people. And if you have interest in finding out more, just email me at Simran at IamSimran.com. Or if you have a small group that you would like a custom retreat built around, you can contact me at Simran at IamSimran.com. And I'm more than happy to explore that option with you. The elements are symbolic expressions of change through time. Water becomes wood, wood becomes fire. The cyclical movement through the five phases describes the dynamic succession of life processes in nature and in you. This is from the book, The Alchemy of Inner Work, A Guide for Turning Illness and Suffering into True Health and Well-Being by Laurie Deschar. The book includes a simple introduction to the ancient practices and principles of alchemy. It also explores how the alchemical model offers a profoundly new path to true health and well-being. There's an array of practices for removing the barriers that block your own healing energy and an invitation to alchemical dream work as a support on the path of healing. Uh, This is drawing on traditional Chinese medicine, Eastern and Western Western alchemical traditions, Kabbalah and Jungian psychology, plus case studies from working with patients, Lori Deschar provides hands-on insights for bringing the soul of medicine back into our lives. It's time now to examine how illness, suffering, and disease, which is the lead of our lives, can become the gold of our authentic selves and the key to good health and well-being. Lori, when you move through this book, you bring forward a lot of different oils and ways of working with the body. Um, And so I see that you go down into the body to support people. And it was fascinating to discover uh, certain things. Um, I love the story about the woman that you were working on and she had no hope and you applied a specific oil and certain points for that, and it allowed for a treatment that had her have the revelation that there was still hope. And so when we look at the body and we look at utilizing some of these flower essences or oils that you talk about in the book, we are bringing nature back to us and in a sense rekindling our own nature When we do that, talk a little bit about how these organs, specifically from the Chinese medicine perspective, are storing so much of that residual memory, the ancestral memory, and how the flower essences and oils can actually release that energy just enough to spark uh, that awakening of energy again from us. Mm, Yeah. Well, I think that most of us in the West, when we think about psychology, 
there's this idea of psychology helps us with our emotions, helps us with our problems, but it mostly has to do with my mind, the psychology. But psychology, the, the word actually means the study of the soul. So in the largest sense, when we look at a psychological process, we're looking at my whole soul experience. And that's not in our head. That's in our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Now, when we go to Chinese medicine and psychology from that perspective, the Chinese recognize that psychology, their psychology says, yes, this is about my emotional life, my non-physical, non-measurable, but very palpable experience life of sensation, emotion, longings, all of that. It's not happening in my head. When we look at it from a Taoist Chinese perspective, these are flowings of what we call the qi, the life force, through my muscle tissue, through my bones, and specifically, as you say, through the organs themselves. And what the Chinese recognized is that as the chi, this life force, moves through various organs, it actually erupts feeling. Based emotion and feeling is an organic process, not a mental process. And of course, for me, practicing Chinese medicine and working with people for oh, well over 30 years now, it's, it's very clear to me that that's true. A feeling doesn't live in my head. It lives in my heart. And, you know, my anger clamps up my liver. If you feel that anger and the tightness, sometimes it'll happen under your ribs. That's actually chi moving through your liver and your gallbladder. And, and it makes you feel mad. Um, when the chi moves through our lungs, you know, that feeling in your upper chest, you can feel wistful. Sometimes it's an empty feeling. Sometimes it's like a deep grief. And that's where they say our grieving does live in the lungs. So each of the organs, and I do go into this in the book, is, is a sort of um, residence of a soul and, a, and, a, and an emotion and also a kind of transformational energy. And the patient that you mentioned specifically, she happened to be very clamped up in her, what we call the wood element, which is related to the liver, which has talked about a lot of tightness all across the middle. So notice if you start feeling that tightness, call it intercostal or subcostal below the ribs, often that is chi getting blocked up in this area of the liver and gallbladder related to spring. I always know spring's coming because everyone starts feeling irritable. She's moving through that area. And when, when anger or irritability moves and when we see the energies of spring begin to sprout, what do we feel? We feel that blossoming of hopefulness. So the point I actually did on that patient was just underneath her ribs, and when I needled it, she took a deep breath, and all that irritability subsided, and she said, 
oh, there is hope. There is spring. And unbelievably, and here's where we get to the synchronicity piece of this medicine, the name of the point that I had needled, which was named by a a Chinese physician 3,000 years ago, is called and translated to mean the gate of hope, Mm. literally. And she had no idea that that was the point name. Wow. So I do talk about the gate of hope in the book, and I tell people where it is. And I think we all need the gate of hope right now because we are, as you said, the pandemic and the lockdown and the compression that we're all masking as the whole world is saying, open up, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, the light's expanding. We want to get out there. We want to be free. We want to vision, make plans. We need to remember there is hope. Even if at times we feel constrained, we need to foster, cultivate those rivers and streams that allow us to move forward towards our our dreams now, even if they are not fully as fully accessible as they might be. And again, from an alchemical perspective, that limitation and compression may also be a gift to us if we can turn it around, if we can work with it. Because I do agree with you that, you know, my commitment is to always see the other side. So it's really devastating and terrifying and enraging as it is that we're facing this little demon of a virus. We can also say, what is, what is the corona trying? Why did this virus get generated on the planet at this time? And there are an infinite number of reasons, of course, just that all the scientific community can mention. But on a soul level, we can also say, as you mentioned, that this limitation, this, this restriction may also be the earth asking us to slow down inviting us to develop some of these inner practices, to develop an ingenuity around that's new around how I am living on our beautiful planet right now. And finding the hope even within this is critical, I believe, a kind of a kind of blossoming of hope. So we talk about that in the book and and I tried to keep it very simple. Um, one of the actual protocols is for renewal of hope, and it's using easily accessible oils and flower essences, which are, for me, alchemical medicines. They're transformational medicines that are widely available, not expensive. Anyone can do this. Mm. It's a powerful book, and it offers so many different levels and aspects of one's own approach to healing and transformation. Change does not follow the orderly rhythmic alternation of night and day or the predictable cycles of the elements and the seasons or the linear stages of organic growth. The change that happens between metal and water is archaic, primal, fundamental. 
It is a leap or mutation invisible to ordinary sight. It is a radical interruption of a natural cycle that happens outside of ordinary time, akin to labor contractions, earthquakes, hurricanes, or near-death experiences when our usual ways of orienting to the world dissolves and we approach the zero point that lies between being and non-being. This is the point of discontinuity, where the unfolding of organic process breaks down. At the very bottom of the wheel is the place of a miracle, where Wu Zing, the world of matter, is penetrated and reinvigorated by the potent spiritual energies of the unseen underworld. I invite you to dive into your underworld, and when you do, carry this book with you, The Alchemy of Inner Work, A Guide for Turning Illness and Suffering into True Health and Well-Being by Lori Deschar and Benjamin Fox. Find out more about their envi- their community, anewpossibility.com. It is a global healing and learning community. Uh, you can discover more about their inner healing circles and more about the work that they both do. Again, the book is The Alchemy of Inner Work, A Guide for Turning Illness and Suffering into True Health and Well-Being. Thank you, Laurie Deschar, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. My guest next week will be Jeannie Ralston, and we will be talking about aging boldly. I hope you will join me. Until then, uh, definitely check out the after show. We want you to tune in on Stereo. Download the Stereo app and have conversations with me. I'd love to dive into some conversation about this book on our next call and have my listeners talk to me a little bit about what's going on in their life and perhaps some of the things that Lori Deschar said. You can tune in on Tuesdays at 1230, right after 1111 Talk Radio on their new day in April. Until next week, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.